Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Bora hey, iconic army. Bora hey. So we got to get together for the release of more Mm -hmm. um it came out at 11 p.m our time and what was really unique about this experience for us was that brit your sister was also there Mm -hmm. and obviously you see her all the time she's your sister but it's probably been years since i've seen brit which is so strange so it's been that long yeah because we all live here in kansas city and even when you were doing travel ot she was still living here Mm -hmm. but i guess just without you we didn't have much of a reason to get together but it was so amazing to see brit because Mm -hmm. it took us back to literally the beginnings of our days with not only podcasting, but with standing BTS, like yeah. being fans and being ARMY. Mm-hmm. Like I discovered BTS with you at your condo that you lived with Brittany at. Yeah. I mean, we fangirled all three of us together all the time. And she was on our J-Hope episode, which was probably like number five yeah, like or something. Yeah, like episode five or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have found BTS if it wasn't for Brittany because mm-hmm. she was learning a K-pop music for one of her patients. Yeah. And I had kind of heard about BTS. So yeah, that's really the origin. So it was so fun to have Britney here for pretty much the launch of BTS's solo project. Yeah. You know, if you think about it that yeah. way. And she's, of course, a J-Hope bias too. Mm-hmm. So we hung out for a good amount of time and then we stayed up till 11 when it dropped. Yeah. And got to witness that for oh. the first time all together <laughs> and be shocked and... Yeah, and, you know, completely starstruck all at the same time. The first thing we did after finishing it for the first time was just all three of us were like, again, again, again. immediately. <laughs> couldn't couldn't even, you know, put into words no. what we were thinking. It took so much time to like absorb what we had watched. But all we knew is that we had loved it and yeah. we just needed it to be replayed right away. We needed more immediately. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, it was just an incredible night. Um, I think that we, like you said, we immediately loved it and it was, you know, it was almost, it was probably 1130 before Britt and I left to go Mm -hmm. home and I blasted more in my car with the bass up all the way home. Like I typically don't even like bass, but for some reason with this song, I was like, I need to feel it in my bones. Like, you know, and it was really great. And then I was up for like a few more hours, like into the early morning, uh, 
uh, just listening to it and streaming it. I could not go to sleep. We I didn't want to. We both couldn't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I had to work the next day and I'm like, I just cannot sleep. We were just texting back and forth. Like just, we couldn't stop talking about it. We, <laughs> yeah, couldn't, we couldn't stop not. talking about it. I'm like, do I start a doc? We started a doc at like <laughs> 1.30 in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> yeah. And we started putting stuff in this doc for, for this episode. Yeah. Like, literally right away because we just had so many thoughts, so much to say about it. Yeah. My initial reaction that I couldn't stop saying over and over was, why does he look so natural? Why does he mm-hmm. look so in his element? Like, mm-hmm. it looks like he's been doing this genre of like rock punk like he's had this like emo side to him his whole life right and why is it that like i'm just now seeing it like right. he suits it it fits him it makes sense mm. but like again we really haven't seen this st- like style and concept from yeah. j-hope before we haven't seen this side of him and i don't think he's been able to show us this side of him before right. um but so it's so natural it's so he natural casual i mean yeah. what the heck yeah yeah like yeah. second nature to him 100 percent. yeah really cannot wait to dive into everything regarding more today on that note welcome back we are your hosts i'm kayla i'm bethany and this is standing bts your favorite informative fangirl podcast all right today we're gonna hang out for about an hour and we're gonna talk about the production of more the lyrics for more and also the music video yeah all of it here today yep for sure Before we get into it, we do want to say thank you, Iconics, for being here and for all of your support. If you'd like to support us even further and have access to our episode documents, our monthly virtual Iconic Hangouts, where we talk about everything going on with BTS together with you, it is always so much fun. Yes. And even our sound checks, which are little pre-recording conversations where we kind of catch you up on what's going on in our lives. And it's a really intimate conversation. Like, you feel like you're sitting in the room with us. Mm -hmm. If you would like access to that, then you could. Uh, consider joining us on patreon at patreon.com slash standing bts or if you'd like you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me slash standing bts podcast your support helps really to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out bi-weekly episodes but any type of support is super appreciated thanks for being here today and for listening yeah thanks iconics uh so for our charity of the month in july we just we really struggled to Pick one cause because there's so much going on in the world right now. So this month, Iconics, we're asking you to do something a little bit different. Instead of supporting a charity, all of us collectively, please find a local cause that is important to you and get involved. Find something that you are passionate about and support it by spreading the word on social media or by donating your time or money. There's no better feeling than supporting a cause you're passionate about, especially within your own community. So let's get charitable, Iconics. Yeah, let's do it. That's great. Yeah, it's going to be great for July. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the production for more. Yeah. More is this West Coast 90s hip hop that meets grunge, 90s grunge. So it's really this rap rock genre. Totally. After listening to it, I immediately thought of Beastie Boys. You really had thought about Linkin Park, especially with Run BTS. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting to see like that rap rock genre being carried over again here with like J-Hope and Linkin Park coming up again. We're like, what? This rap rock genre, it's it's really coming forth here. And then I also thought of Cypress Hill, especially that hip hop beat that you feel. So it's all this you know, early 90s rap rock style. But what was interesting is we've always had that hip hop from J-Hope. Like that's been consistent with his music, but this rock element seems to be a little bit more newer. 
But then I thought back to Dionysus because Dionysus, when we had done our album review for uh, Persona, yeah. we had talked about rap rock and that J-Hope really stood out in that song. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't stop thinking like, wow, did we give him enough credit for Dionysus? Was he the one who wanted to dabble into that more rock, rap rock genre? Right. You know, so I just think that this genre really suits him. It fits him. Yeah. And I am so happy that he's exploring it now and Mm -hmm. giving it to us and showing us this side. I think at the time of Dionysus, we didn't question like who, you know, whose inspiration it came from or like where that kind of genre came from. It was like, oh, wow, we have BTS as a whole. Right. As BTS as a whole. We were like, we haven't got anything from BTS like really like this before. Mm -hmm. But it feels like now that maybe J-Hope really did want to explore that style more. Yeah. Um, to me, the beginning, the very beginning of this song, just with like that hip hop beat coming in before the really rocky elements come in, reminds me of like the beginning of the beats of No More Dream, just because I think both of them are rooted in that 90s classic hip hop totally. style. Um, so I just think that's kind of cute that No More Dream is bts's debut and that a little bit of that similar music style is um kind of mirrored here in you know j-hope's debut with his solo work right yeah Yeah. we also really need to talk about the difference in production that we get in the chorus and in the verses uh because it's it can like the first time we watched our jaws were on the floor just from that that shock it's so drastic, the the more mild verse yeah. and how intensely the chorus hits. Yeah, the production is more stripped down in the verses. We know that the verses have like that really heavy 808 bass beat. And then there's also like a drum kit. Um, and then some of his own ad-libbing also is kind of put into the beat mm-hmm. of that instrumental. And that bass, those bass notes also are kind of sliding from note to note that are creating a lot of those really low, heavy vibrations that you hear and the feel. The bass line is so interesting mm-hmm. that it's not like a, you know, like a strumming, right. you know, plucking out the notes, bass, bass notes. It's the sliding from note to note and it really creates that vibration and yeah. the baseline is so low and it's so beneath the track mm-hmm. yeah it's sexy yes. i love it i love it yes um the bridge is also pretty different from the rest of the production so at the bridge the um bass drops out and the drums maybe those like 808 drums that we were talking about mm-hmm. calm down some too but then there's these real lovely soft keyboard chords that I feel like they sound so pretty. I think seventh chords are really pretty. I don't yeah. know if they are seventh chords, yeah. but they give off that same effect, you know, uh, almost lo-fi. It's mm-hmm. super calming. Yeah. And like, I hadn't noticed those. And when you pointed them out to me, I was like, the effect of these and the the placement of these right here in the song, where they fit in that bridge right before that last like chorus really hits. When he's saying inhale and exhale uh-huh. to have this calming mm-hmm. production to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really genius. It is. Because those those chords, I don't know like if they are seventh chords mm-hmm. or whatever, but they really are pretty. They're very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Also, too, during the verses, not only we're getting, you know, that that kick snare and all of that with the ad libbing, ad libbing, but there's also this higher pitched. We don't know what it is. It's a higher pitched, like distorted vocal that almost sounds like a whoop, whoop. Yeah. But it's been pitched up. You know, it, there's been some effect on it, or it could be like a sound effect mm-hmm. that's just like you know one of those sound effects that you can pick off of a keyboard or you know a sample with right. you know some kind of 
production program that they have, but it kind of gives off the effect of like a record scratch mm-hmm. that you hear in typical hip hop. But it's sure. not that, yeah. But it is, it acts as this like higher up sound, yeah. pitched up sound in the song, which, yeah. you know, when you've got the strong drums and you've got the strong bass line, that higher pitch really kind of adds to it. Yeah, you um, kind of need something like floating up at the top that to balance out the super heavy give bass it some at the dimension yeah. yeah and it really it's so it's so small and so short but it's repetitive and it really does add that dimension mm-hmm. yeah and it feels very hip-hop it, it does contributes a the, lot to that. the the implication of a record scratch exactly for sure and then when we get to the chorus the instrumental just goes crazy it's very loud j-hope singing itself sounds like distant and muffled there's a lot of reverb on it um and then then it adds the chorus adds these three just open rock guitar chords um and of course with the pre-existing bass and drums it just really brings a lot of power a lot of energy you can't help but like headbang you with can't it air guitar damn to it. like i air guitar those three every strong time. open chords yeah. every time and i bang my head with it you yeah. ha- it's a must it's a must you have to it takes you there yeah yeah and the best part is that like those electric guitar chords kick off the course so it like really launches you into it oh, and yeah. it's like with the the super stripped down not super stripped down but like more calm or like more chill verse instrumental it is just jarring and chaotic and it's so supposed to be that way yeah it's, it's definitely meant to be that way the, the stripped verses makes the chorus extremely satisfying mm. when it hits yeah. when it hits it's giving you every, it's giving you more it's yes. giving you what you're wanting yes yeah oh, God. and the verses are fantastic too and i love the the more simple stripped down beat drum i mean mm-hmm. there's no i was saying this there's like no synths there's not a whole lot of, Mm-mm. you know, crazy production going on, you know? No, it, it's like all music that could be made live. Exactly. Yeah. And there's something refreshing about that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so refreshing. Yeah. Um, He just brings a lot with the production itself. Exactly. Yeah. He really does. So his flow in the song, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because it really varies throughout, but we have to talk about his vocal inflection and distortion because He's really playing with his vocal inflection mm-hmm. and how he, um, you know, lingers on certain words or how he's using his breath. Yeah. So one of the techniques that he's using consistently is he's doing this like croak gurgling in the back of his throat. Mm-hmm. So it's all in his throat. Like he's letting out his last breath and just lazily letting it come out over a prolonged period of time. And it's so sexy. It's so, so <laughs> Insanely sexy. Insanely sexy. It it comes off kind of like moaning, but also like it's spooky and disturbing, you know, kind of a haunting feel yeah. with it. So some of the lines, though, where, you know, he's not doing that more lazily croaking in the back of his throat. Some mm-hmm. of his lines, he's putting a little bit more oomph and attitude, like a little bit more moodiness oh, yeah. when he's delivering his lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that that drawing out of a word also brings anticipation for you know for for the upcoming chorus or like especially when he's doing that in kind of the pre-chorus area mm-hmm. and the you know the the flow that he's giving when he does get more rhythmic like we've never heard this flow from him before like it's so unique and you can tell that he is always working on like 
how he wants to deliver his rap Mm -hmm. you know some rappers really get stuck in a rut of like sounding the same all the time like that's a big criticism that I have of rappers that like my husband and I listen to together is like his flow sounds the same in every single song like that's not really showing a lot of skill J-Hope like you said his flow is so varied throughout the whole thing his range because we've described his flow as bouncy before and this is not bouncy Mm -mm. it's more rhythmic like you were saying yeah I mean some parts kind of remind me of like you said it has the attitude the attitude that he gives kind of reminds me of like that of a cypher or even like an outro tier where he's like really passionate Mm -hmm. about something but you know especially in verse two he really gets into that attitude and you can Mm -hmm. really feel that um it has like that lack of funk or bounciness that we like would see in hope world maybe ego yeah or ego Mm -hmm. but yeah super rhythmic and that rap is really constant really consistent he's not like taking a lot of breaks he's just i mean flowing he's flowing yeah it's it's amazing i could not stop talking about it like yeah the flow yeah yeah especially that like during the verses uh i mean i know there's several verses but not the intro or the outro right like that that kind of that second verse right you really hear that flow that rhythmic flow mm-hmm. come out and yeah it's just something it's he's really showing his range and skill here yeah. and i think all for all of this production you know we're seeing a lot of different skill coming through mm-hmm. from j-hope yeah i he has not only made me go back into like disease and Dionysus but now I'm like full-on listening to Beastie Boys Corey's like I have never (laughs) heard you listen to Beastie Boys and I'm just obsessed with the genre now like he's really opened the door to the rap rock genre for me so just shuffling all of that in between more is so satisfying and Mm -hmm. I love that on Spotify he's not for more he's not on like a k-pop rising mm-hmm. or a pop rising playlist he's on like a hip-hop playlist yeah. a curated playlist on Hell spotify yeah. i'm like that's where it belongs because this, that's what it is yeah. this does not fit on a k-pop genre playlist mm-hmm. yeah i i love that for him and i just think that he has gone above and beyond in i mean his delivery in the verses I just ca- cannot be overlooked because the chorus itself is so fucking phenomenal. I mean, we're not even talking about like his singing at the right. chorus. The cor- too. I mean, his singing, his yeah. like his his vibe, his energy at the chorus is so incredible. But and like, I mean, coupled with how good the verses are, how right. expertly he delivers them, it's just it's a masterpiece. We're blown away. <laughs> yeah. It's just the production. We're blown away. We're blown away. Like we were this blown away just listening to it the first night before we even knew what the song itself said out. right before we talked about the lyrics we were absolutely giddy over just how it sounded exactly yeah 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 Yeah. so let's let's just talk about the the lyrics yeah let's get into lyrics and meaning yeah so it starts off yeah i'm thirsty fuck wreck us all we're all thirsty (laughs) i've never seen army so thirsty like no it's been a long time since like especially online i haven't seen army just going full feral like they don't give a shit like, yeah we're- <laughs> who sees it what is said i yeah. mean the timeline was downright nasty yeah like, it was yeah. nasty usually army we try to be like professional mm-hmm. you know try to be you know smart with what we say veiling our comments so like you you can read into what it means exactly. no we're just full-on saying any vulgar anything it's pretty vulgar it was, it was i just screenshotted a bunch of like twitter <laughs> the twitter feed to you and i'm like what is happening but i'm here for it yeah like, embrace the fan yeah girl. it's the effect of j-hope yeah i mean yeah, yeah i'm thirsty <laughs> um but he's thirsty for more he's talking about his hunger for more success thirsty even for performing thirsty yeah. to 
be with his fans. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, then he says, I need to go surfing on the beat. I'm a fish that met water or can also be translated as I'm in my element. And then he says, soak up the music. So we're seeing water themes initially that kind of carry. And we think about water in general as being refreshing and renewing. And we think about this genre for him being very fresh as opposed to previous genres that we've gotten from J-Hope. Um, and then him saying that he's a fish that met water. Like, it's just another um, clue to him being so in his element. Like, Bethany, we felt innately that he's so in his element right here. Right. We, can't, we don't know how because we've never seen them from this we've before. We've never seen him do this before, mm -hmm. but he's in his element. 100%. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the surfing on the beat makes us think of him like flowing smoothly and gliding with his rap flow too, or even with his dance moves, like mm -hmm. surfing over the beat with his dance moves. And he even kind of does that in the music video. You know, you kind of see him dancing yeah. along to that line. Mm -hmm. um, but it also, surfing, it's just fun and recreational. So I kind of see like surfing on the beat, it's fun for him. Yeah. Like he's really enjoying it. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many metaphors with like, you know, the thirsty surfing fish out of water. Mm -hmm. This isn't totally new for J-Hope. The mention of water here reminded me too of Daydream, where he talks about Captain Nemo and 7,000 Leagues Under the Sea, mm -hmm. which just a little random fact uh, or a piece of tidbit info. I, on our way to LA, I actually read 7,000 Leagues Under the Sea just because we were going to see them in LA. And I'm like, I'll read that book because J-Hope mentions it yeah. in Daydream. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like underwater, obviously. And then in the Daydream music video too, J-Hope has this scene where when he like sits up in his bed, you can like water fills up as a filter around him and you can see fish swimming around him. Yeah. And he's looking at it. And I just think it's so interesting to see the lyrics and the wordplay here and how it's not totally new. He's kind of used these metaphors of water right. and fish before. Right. And clearly that's like something that speaks to him too. It's coming back now. Mm. That's something that has an impact on him and that he just wants to share. Yeah. 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 So next he says, eeny, meeny, miny, mo," which is this children's counting rhyme. So I know when I think of some children's like nursery rhymes, it comes off a little creepy mm -hmm. to me. Um, and I think that adds to some of the unsettling hauntiness of the song. Yeah, totally. But like also the fact that this line is in here, like gives the feeling of choice and selection. And so it makes us question, like, what is he picking right now? What's he choosing from? Is he we thought maybe is he trying to play around with different genres, different sound effects, different rap flows and ad libs and yeah. you know it's kind of like the world is his oyster this is like a new chapter for him and bts and he gets to pick and choose what he wants to do and what he wants to bring into it yeah um this game also this children's counting game has the um the idea of random selection right you're it's just wherever you land on at the end of the little rhyme is what's selected so it could be giving some of that randomness too which again contributes to the feeling of uneasiness totally yeah yeah i feel like it has that double meaning there it's meant to be a little creepy but he's talking about like just picking what he wants what he wants mm -hmm. different flow trying things out yeah you know and that it's up to chance yeah almost yeah, yeah but also just having the freedom to do that right yeah and it's playful too yeah. i think it is playful as well mm -hmm. uh he goes on to say dancing baby flow and so we kind of 
we thought you could think about this line in a couple different ways. You could think about dancing baby flow with like a comma after baby, using kind of baby as a filler word to the audience. And then again, that water element flowing like water, but also flowing like his rap, you know, mm -hmm. so good. Or is it a baby flow? Like, is he using baby as an adjective for the type of flow that he's using, kind of representing his more chill verses, this relaxed flow that he has? Yeah. We, you know, we observe that he's not really spitting, you no. know, he's he's not rapping in a way that is forceful, that he feels like he needs to get this out. He has so much to say. It's rageful, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like that punctual rhythmic rap we talked about. So maybe it's like, uh, you know, a baby flow, like a more chill flow. Yeah. Or maybe it's like a baby version of what to expect as far as rap style for the rest of the whole album from him. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's giving us just a little tidbit of what's what's to come. You yeah. Know, a little sample. But yeah. I kind of like the interpretation of just like the more re relaxed flow because mm -hmm. uh, he really isn't spitting. But we were just talking about how his flow seems so different. Yeah. You know, it, it does seem a little bit more casual, but, you know, it's also still punctual yeah. and rhythmic. Yeah. 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 Very casual, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So the next line, he says, keep my passion. I got to go. Instantly it took me to Black Swan mm -hmm. and run BTS because that I got to go, you know, they say that like you gotta yeah. you gotta in in run bts so i'm just like man he has he has no choice here you know keep my passion i gotta go or mm -hmm. he just kind of feels like he's saying that to himself and that like i just gotta figure out how to keep my passion and keep going mm -hmm. you know that's just what he has to do right and that's maybe what he's doing with this song and with this you know journey this album totally yeah, yeah. And then he says, I'm still not enough. Fuck. The way he says that, too. I'm still not enough. Oh. Yeah. That's like, he's has attitude with that, but also like doing that croaking sound. Yes. Oh, gosh. Dang it. Okay. <laughs> um, we feel like this goes along with that. I'm thirsty. Like, I'm still not enough. Like, it seems like he's still not satisfied with himself or um, the heights that he's reached. Right. He wants to keep going, keep improving, keep working towards the top. Or he can also, you know, it, not, it might not just be towards himself, though when we've gone through the lyrics, we kind of feel like this is more him saying it to himself, but it could be just the expectations of those around him, you know, mm -hmm. the expectations people put on him. Yeah. And, and even that he's the just, expectations he puts on himself. Right. Yeah. And we really feel like it's himself. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So let's get into the first verse where he is really like delivering that rap, that flow. And he starts off by saying, for 11 years, I'm teaching myself underlining with a highlighter it's the art of learning endless learning so this just made us reflect a little bit on his 11 year journey and like wow he's really come so far and has developed so many skills throughout his career you know mm -hmm. he started as a, a street dancer well known in that area and then he was going to be a vocalist for bts and they ended up uh asking him to learn how to rap so he learned how to rap and then has spent all this time honing the rap skill while still maintaining the incredible skill of dance and singing that he already had yeah um it is so admirable incredible. When you think, i mean when he's saying that he is teaching himself self-taught he's not lying it's yeah. the truth this man started as a dancer and had to adapt and learn and just teach himself how to rap. Yeah. How, and, and then he goes on to start, you know, producing and writing his own music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
and he puts his passion towards it and excels at it when he really does um and it's it's true that he i mean it has to be true that he was underlining with a highlighter that line really stuck out to me um because i think about when you're like going through and maybe studying something you're typically not both underlining and highlighting the same thing or you'll do one or the other but you're not using a highlighter to underline and so it's like this double emphasis on every single thing and so that really came across to me as him realizing that every moment of learning is important and that he feels like he's capitalized on that he has underlined with a highlighter every single lesson that he's had over these 11 years and it's been important to him and he knows that he needs to do it all to stand out and he can't miss these lessons. He has to remember them and yeah. carry them with them and study them. Exactly. He's putting so much emphasis on it. Yeah. I really love that you picked out like, man, it's not just like highlighting. He's underlining. I mean, it's, it really is like he's adding this double emphasis. Like mm-hmm. cannot miss. It's utmost importance. Mm-hmm. essential. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Endless learning. Endless learning. Yeah. It's the key for him. Let's not bring up the key yet. Okay. <laughs> we'll get into the music video later. Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. (laughs) Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawke, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. So next he says, the art that comes out of crashing and falling. So really only to make music of this caliber, if you have failed and, you know, you learn from those failures, you're going to create better and greater music. You yeah, know? So totally. I feel that with this line, he really has so much um appreciation for failure like it doesn't seem like he really lets it get him down you know even if his fans don't see something as a failure he's still looking back at it as a learning and growing opportunity you know and that art really can come from trial and error it does come from trial and error and even mistakes or accidents and artistry can end up being what the artist likes more than what they were originally intended totally so this like art comes from crashing and falling like the art comes from those failures yeah you you have to keep working at it or even you know those mistakes end up giving you new ideas or it takes you somewhere with your art yeah and I feel like he's really describing his creative process right here yeah which he has a unique approach to because it doesn't seem like he has that fear of failure because he has the perspective of learning from it and and just oh it's the process it's part of creating the art you know yeah um damn if i fail damn if i fail damn if i fail yeah disease again yeah i mean these themes for him seem to keep coming up now and so 
even though like the production of this song is different than what we've heard from him before he's so in his element he's so speaking his truth and what is real to him right yeah Mm -hmm. he says he goes on to say even from where i stand i make it move make it mine make it right it becomes someone's favorite song again and so like i took this as from where i stand like even if he's stuck in one place he still makes it work no matter what conditions he's put in or what's acting around him he still makes it his own yeah standing from you know where he is like even if he's like you know trapped inside the -the jack-in-the-box yeah you know he's still making it he still makes it work he finds a way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that i make it move ah takes me to run bts yes yeah i make it move left and right yeah Yeah. but it to me this sounds like a criteria list for a good song Mm -hmm. that you know make it mine makes me think of how he's learned to write and produce music and he's gained a lot of inspiration from other hip-hop artists and clearly has gotten a lot of influence from rm and sugar as well but you know with him not knowing really how to write and produce starting off you know he took that inspiration but he can't copy it he has to or mimic it he has to make it his own Mm -hmm. and create his own style and rhythm and boy has he done that yeah i mean and he's even you know playing around with it now like mm. you mean he really had that celebratory funk still had that hip-hop bouncy kind of flow that i just feel like not many rappers have and then now he's got this super rhythmic chill flow yeah i, I mean the range on this the man. range yeah it's so interesting what you just said and it made me think about even the first part i make it move and how his first connection to music was through dance. And maybe a criteria for him for a good song is also that you have to be able to move to it. Yeah. You have to be able to dance to it. I because mean, you have to move to this song. Yeah, yeah. And he's always talked about when he like went into rap and writing music, it all is influenced. It's all it, its source comes from his knowledge of dance. Yeah. Yeah, make yeah. it move. So he's not gonna make any music that he can't move to or that he doesn't want to move yeah. to. So yeah. he has to make it move. He has to make it his make own. it mine, make it his own, and then make it right. Just add those, you know, final touches. Yeah, the, and it's you know, gonna perfect be it. everyone's favorite song. <sighs> yeah. Talking about this favorite song. Like when he says everyone's favorite song, it is so full of attitude. Yeah. I love it. I melt over that moment, especially over the word again when he says everyone's favorite song again it just it has to be everyone's favorite song it must have this you know widespread enjoyment for him to feel that it's successful Mm -hmm. but also that he knows that he's done it before he's made someone's favorite song numerous times yeah yeah Yeah. but the attitude makes it sound like he's kind of like oh i have to do this again yeah in a way that Mm -hmm. it it can't just be any ordinary song it has to be everyone's favorite song i just has to be great i mean i don't know if this is what really goes on but it makes me just think of like probably the conversations that go around the production team where it's like that's a criteria it has to be a favorite song and you know yeah probably get sick of hearing that (laughs) right right yeah yeah for sure he goes on to say that's the second half of my life the reason of my life and the joy of my life with that as a driving force i carry on that really made me think about the line that says second half of my life made me think about the first half of his life maybe being bts's first chapter or like their youth era his youth you know Mm -hmm. and now that they're starting into the second chapter this is like that second half right yeah that's totally it you know it saying second half 
second chapters mm-hmm. immediately where I went to as well. And this this criteria of like making great music that he previously just listed, that's what he's saying, is the second half of his life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I find it so interesting after like that kind of attitude that he had at the line before, it seems like now he's telling himself why he's here, right. why he's making the music mm-hmm. and reminding himself it's the reason of my life. It's the joy of my God, life. I just love that because to have the passion in any work that you're doing, you have to know your why. You have to know why you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And that's his driving force mm-hmm. is his passion. He has a vocation and calling to produce music, create music, rap, dance, all of it, perform. Yeah. You know, it is his vocation. It so is. Yeah. 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 And I do, I will say, like, I think this is his why. But I also do think that he puts so much emphasis on it. And I feel this could be true for a lot of the BTS members, but J-Hope has talked about it in disease where he's a little bit of a workaholic, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he works so hard. He's constantly putting all, everything he has. And it's hard to put it down. It's hard for him to put it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is his passion. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But also his joy. I mean, the the first verse is is just already so dense with the information that he's telling us. And it's declarative of the type of music that he's making and also why he's doing what he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then we get into the pre-chorus. And this is, again, really where he's drawing out his words and syllables and letting that kind of croaking, gurgling effect take place in the back of his throat. Mm -hmm. He says, bring it all. I'm doing it all. Oh God, he's fucking ready and he yeah. wants it. He's Bring ready. It. Yeah. And he it feels like he's already doing as much as he possibly can with doing it all. And the way he stretches that word makes us feel that he's really stretching himself thin as he delivers those lines. Mm-hmm. It's it's just genius. Yeah. And I feel like this really sets us up, this pre-chorus here is, is really setting us up for what he the the themes he hits on in the chorus. Because him saying, I'm doing it all made me think of the common phrase of, I'm doing it all right. Why isn't it working? Like, why doesn't it seem like enough? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing it all. And he really is doing it all. But again, doesn't seem to be meeting his expectations or the fans or the company's expectations. But, you know, I just feel like this is really him expressing himself right here. the the line i'm doing it all when you're thinking about like the other expectations external expectations he also being the first member of bts to step out with the solo work with the solo album release and the solo performance at Lollapalooza. yeah he i'm sure he really feels the weight of all seven members of bts on his shoulders yeah. you know not even speaking about the company or the fans or whatever just knowing that he's representing his brothers in what they're doing here um i'm doing it all i'm doing like, it all mm-hmm. yeah and i love that you mentioned that because it really seems like j-hope is stepping up to the plate yeah and like he's stepping up in a different role in a way that he's pursuing his solo career but namjoon you know we had talked about at the festa dinner you know he's just done so much for the group up to this point Mm -hmm. and we've always kind of talked with j-hope being the dance leader that we've always seen these leadership qualities in j-hope so it really didn't surprise us for j-hope to step up and be like you're burnt out you need to rest let me do this yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go first i think of the run bts lyrics too at his bridge where he's thanking all his members Mm -hmm. it makes me he's like go get it go get it it sounds like he's 
you know, like, thank you for all of your work. We're going to still go get it. Right. But he's hyping the one, them all up. He's the one hyping because he's the one about to kick off the solo work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's doing it all. He's doing it all. It, it seems like a lot of self-sacrificing that mm-hmm. he's doing for the group to, yeah. you know, kind of just keep moving forward yeah. in a way. And you can feel that in his delivery here. Yeah. For sure. For the sake of BTS, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, and himself, too. I just think, I don't know. I just love him so much. Like, you know, we really talked just about him as a leader and kind of his role as a yeah. group, group member. Of yeah. BTS. He really is stepping into a leadership role to do this. And it's so much pressure. And I I love that he's expressing how he feels from that. Yeah. 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 So at the chorus, he says, ha, shout out. I say more. Hell yeah. It's a command to the audience. Like, mm-hmm. I really picture myself at Lala. I cannot wait Fuck to yeah. shout this line with him. Mm-hmm. I say, say more. more. I mean, he's literally saying, shout out, I say more. And yeah. I just can't wait to do it. It's yeah. a command to the audience. Yeah, it's a command to the audience. And I feel like it's also a command to himself. Like, he's to be relentless in himself and in his drive towards more. Mm-hmm. Like, he's telling himself, I feel like there's so much power in I, in that declarative pronoun, I say more. Yes. Yeah. We take those pronouns seriously now. We do. <laughs> Yet to come really taught us. Yeah, I say more. <laughs> yeah. He goes on to say, ha, yeah, right, because I want some more. Ha, shout out, I say more. Ha, yeah, right, because I want some more. And with these lines, I mean, we just feel that chaotic energy in the delivery. Like, you know how we said he wasn't spitting in the verses? Like, if there's, like, a spitting version of, like, singing rock music, yeah. then that's what he's doing here. Scream out? <laughs> Scream out? <laughs> like, not quite, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he is just really pushing all of this energy out with these lines you can hear it in his voice and it feels like exclamations from the soul like he just had to get it out there's so much emotion behind like it's him yelling these oh it's so built up he's literally screaming it out yeah 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 Yeah. and i just feel like it works so perfectly off of the pre-chorus with like you know bring it all i'm doing it all but yet i say more i want more you know right he does he really does he really does so in the second verse he says kick snare in my ears when i hear that sound i hit that kick snare is the combo of like a bass kick drum and a snare drum it really Mm -hmm. is the building blocks of rap rock beats right um so when we had heard the teaser we were like wow you can really hear that kick bass drum there Uh and it's just interesting to hear that you know he hears this like in his ears all the time that mm-hmm. kick snare beat because yeah. he's just constantly wor- you know working on his music he's thinking about it he wants to move to it uh-huh. when i i heard the i hit that beat it makes me think of hitting that beat with either his dance moves or his rap flow totally like he's doing both he's doing it both yeah yeah, yeah. going non-stop without a moment to rest making my mixtape you know the not a moment to rest Makes me think of disease, not being able to rest. I mean, he struggled with that during the pandemic and he just feels the need to keep going, keep working. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so dedicated to his craft. Yeah. And then, you know, he's just always working on music, whether he feels pressure to pump out a mixtape or that he just has felt inspired to really work on his mixtape. 
Yeah, for or, sure. For now, it's it's a solo album. He says right. mixtape because I think for a long time it was a mixtape. Mm-hmm. I doubt he has a mixtape up his sleeve in yeah, addition no. to a solo no. album. <laughs> no, not what we thought at all. <laughs> totally thought album. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but totally. I mean, it, it's totally reminiscent of like what he talked about in Disease and that uneasiness of of being in a resting state and not mm-hmm. being able to and just continuously going. Yep. He continues to say, even when I receive feedback, I get back. First of all, I love this play on words. Like, I mm-hmm. just love using feedback and get back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it makes us think of the earlier crash and falling line of making art and music. It, you know, it's like his philosophy of no matter if it's positive or negative criticism, whatever feedback he gets, he takes it in, he learns from it, and then gets back to work. Yeah, and I love whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. He thrives off both, and he welcomes both. Yeah. You know, he really doesn't have a negative reaction to criticism Mm -hmm. he sees it as opportunity for growth Mm -hmm. yeah and and doesn't feel he does not fear failure and i just that's admirable what a role model yeah you know that's so aspirational to like i would aspire to feel that way about failure yeah and i think i mean it's only human and normal to if you do receive negative criticism to sit in that to feel bad and whatever Mm -hmm. but for him to come out of it thinking i'm taking it and learning from it and getting back to work um i think is so admirable and definitely something that makes me want to work on that even more like he's putting this on my mind and Mm -hmm. you know like being able to respond to criticism, no matter how it comes, positive or negative, is always going to help you learn and yeah. improve. Yeah. yeah. Genius. And then he says, I'd gladly eat it up. Kit Kat, it's sweet to me. Appreciate is like an ad lib added there to the end. Um, so a lot of ARMY were pointing out this play on words with Kit Kat um, because Kit Kat is considered to be a good luck charm in Japan um, because it ha- its pronunciation, which is like kitokato sounds similar to a phrase kitokatsu which translates to you surely succeed and win and i actually know that uh before like tests and things kit kats are a common gift in japan like uh between you know school-aged kids will gift each other uh kit kats to be like good luck on your test oh really mm-hmm. ah, yeah okay yeah so um just this idea of kit kats going along with success representing success is just genius for him to put that into in there and then saying it's sweet to him like success is so sweet to him yeah yeah success is very sweet to him Mm -hmm. and i think like that it's a positive feedback for him too we're talking a little bit about that that like he gladly eats it up so i just picture like all of the armies and interviewers and just um, you know, anyone who's talking about BTS's success, it's so sweet to him. Mm-hmm. He's happily taking the feedback and, you know, turns, continues to take that as motivation to continue on. Right. And continue to succeed. Right. Instead of feeling maybe contrastingly, what we've worried about is that it is added pressure. on them feeling that really positive overall positive feedback from external factors is more pressure and can be you know crushing exactly Mm -hmm. you know and I think this is J-Hope's speaking on it and how it how it maybe makes him feel Mm -hmm. you know it could he could still feel pressure from it but right here it's it's making it sound like it's a motivator to him yeah. and that it's so sweet to him mm. to hear about the success. It's that payoff it's of all the, the hard work. Yeah. 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 And so this Kit Kat sweet word play on words. We just think like the success is sweet and so is the tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. He goes on to say mutual relationships working in my favor. 
And this made me think of like relationships and hookups that he has in the music industry. Um, you know, maybe the people that he's worked with over the years or has gotten to know in recent years with all of BTS's jet setting around the United States and all of the different circles they're in now. Like people have given him more information and knowledge to help him in his music writing and help him improve. And he's really mm-hmm. taken that to heart. He really has. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were saying you think he's got some inside tracks in the yeah. music industry. Yeah. And we both are really thinking about how Snoop Dogg mentioned he had worked with BTS, but we just got proof and mm-hmm. there's no Snoop Dogg there. No. So we're like, mm, is there a Snoop Dogg collaboration with like, J-Hope on this album? Who else with BTS would work with Snoop Dogg? Yeah. I think yeah. of when the Super Bowl happened and Snoop Dogg performed. J-Hope was all over his Instagram about Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So I just feel like that, I mean, he's a true 94 line. I'm a 94 line. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's the music that was around, you know, when I was growing up. So I, and that's been his inspiration. He loves Snoop. It, imagine. Yeah. Just imagine if that That happened. would be iconic. Icon- it so, would be so iconic. Right. And <laughs> the only way that he would have a collaboration with Snoop Dogg, because when Snoop Dogg like leaked that he worked with BTS on like a radio show or whatever, mm-hmm. he had said like, I didn't know who BTS were. I wasn't familiar. I hadn't worked with them before. So for J-Hope to have that collab, if he does, he really does have to use those mutual relationships to working have in those hookups working in his favor. Right? Like, who's your, like, what if Hybe is like, who's your dream collab right. for, for your album? And he's like, Snoop Dogg. And why not like, go all out? Right. Why not? You know, yeah. he has nothing to lose Mm-mm. and he doesn't fear failure. So he's like. I'm going to take my chance on Snoop Dogg. Right. I mean, we're acting as if it's going to happen. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, he collaborated with Cause yeah. for his cover art for more. And he loves Cause. He collects all of the, you know, the, I don't know what they are, like figures, the Cause figures. Yeah. He's so passionate about that. So for that to have been collaborated on his album and for more, that just is so meaningful. You know that's so meaningful to yes. him. Yes. For Cause to have made art for him, for him to be able to commission artwork from Cause, like, that sounds so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for him to be writing and producing all of these songs, of course, he's so invested and proud of this, and it's really reflecting him, his new album and this song. But to also have, like, special interests like this, it has to make the album really feel Mm -hmm. him, fully him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've also been seeing, just, like, on his Instagram stories, he's tagging a whole bunch of people. We also have seen that he tagged RM in one of the like and you know and what else or and next or something like that. Right. And so there's rumors of potentially a featuring RM. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We're really excited for when the album comes out. We'll we'll have to see when when what ends up happening. Yeah. Another mutual relationship just because he tagged them on Instagram was the person who made his costuming for like the music video, which was ninety nine percent I is or percentus um but yeah so like they would probably would not have been able to you know like know each other collaborate had they not had some mutual connection yeah yeah oh gosh I just love that he's taking the time even in the lyrics here to shout out those mutual relationships and to give thanks and gratitude yeah I mean just I don't know he's awesome he's amazing yeah he's awesome literally every single one of these lyrics have a meaning right you know there's no filler lines in this entire None. song there's no fluff zero yeah every Damn. line means something yeah so let's go to the next one pump some gas and i drive to the beat again he's feeling himself up to keep going pump up some gas whether he's feeling himself to keep going with dancing or writing music 
you know, drive the beat. Mm. I've, you know, we were thinking like exploiting the beat, like fitting everything that you can into it without being offbeat. Yes. You know, Kaylee, you were really talking about like just putting it all in, exploiting it, mm. you know, to the beat. I drive to the beat. Yeah. 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 Driving the beat is like that term in, in rap music. Like, man, he really drove the beat. Like he packed everything in there that he could. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't help with this line too. of course, think of, um, just airplane the mm-hmm. music video for mm-hmm. airplane that car for some reason i just like mentally went there like him getting into a car filling up some gas in it and just like hooking up his mp3 and driving around testing out the sound of his mixtape and what he's working on and listening to it while he's out driving like, yeah i'm sure it's not that literal but i went there yeah yeah <laughs> because i know like i don't write music but i would maybe want to just like you know, hear my stuff instead of just in the studio hearing it out while I'm driving around just to test it out. Well, maybe that's part of his creative process. I drive to the beat again. Maybe it is more literal also. Like maybe he puts on some songs he's working on, drives around and can I vibe to this in the car? Mm -hmm. Am I grooving to this? Do I want to listen to this on my commute? Like, what if? Just picturing sexy (laughs) J-Hope in that sexy car from your plane. Yeah, yeah. Jamming out to this song. Exactly. Yeah. But I also think like, the the use of the word some pump some gas mm. i was thinking like he's not running on empty but he's never on a full tank and it sounds like you know if he is starting to get low this it sounds just so casual like just pump some gas and keep going drive mm. to the beat again you know just pump some gas and keep going yeah yeah i think he really has that attitude with work yeah that interpretation to me is like a revelation just the i the use of the word some, some. gas and the implication that he's never like you said never on empty but never on a full tank either mm-hmm. and what that means for him and what that does for him too yeah yeah um it also made me think of the gasoline line in run bts just like bringing some continuity between like bts's most recent album and their you know first solo work yeah there's so many parallels with run bts lyrically from there over that carry over into more yeah and you mentioned the run bts bridge earlier j-hope's bridge Mm -hmm. like now that we know that he has this album and that he has more it makes so much sense why he had the bridge and why it was that bridge you know like yeah because it's all hyping like go get it go get Mm -hmm. it yeah it just makes so much sense makes so much it's clever yeah yeah So then he says, everyone should be careful because I'm careless. Drunk and cool paintings that embody art, I continue to give a dare like Dali. Wow. He's careless, drunk, and daring in his artistry. That is what he's saying. (laughs) He is overconfident, almost delusional, but like so absorbed in his music. He could just be trying out different genres and musical elements that he hasn't explored before. We're seeing that here. But he's getting more experimental with his craft. He's really just feels this confidence and that, you know, we have to be careful. We got to watch out because he is drunk and daring and careless. He's mm-hmm. going for it. Yeah, totally. Um, like going off of that, the the video lyrics have a slightly different um, translation. So I just want to mention them because it informs what you're talking about mm-hmm. as well, where he says, drunk in the artistic painting, keep hyping up Dolly. And what's interesting, we found out from Dulcet that Dolly could have another translation besides representing Salvador Dolly, the painter. Mm-hmm. Dolly can also mean in Korean differently. So it could be like making music differently from others as the implication. But I want to go with the first meaning of like 
Salvador Dali. Yeah. Because that was really intriguing. And at the time that he's delivering this line in the music video, you see a skull as well. Um, and so you really think about Salvador Dali because he kind of meddled in things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, Dali was like absurdist and abstract in his, uh, in his artwork. And he often explored psychological themes in his artwork um, in a way that no one else had been doing. And his paintings would often evoke like uncomfortable feelings. And um, that type of that vein of artistry goes along with like him being drunk in like the, the delusions of his artwork here. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, I think it has that double meaning. Mm-hmm. And I think I really went more towards like Salvador Dali. You yeah. Know, and, the, and just like the experimentation that you know what he brought to the art world art worlds especially with those more like psych themes yeah. which i guess he like really liked sigmund freud and yeah. that inspired him to go that route with his art but it was pretty revolutionary in the art world mm-hmm. um so yeah being daring to try out different things different things yeah, yeah. totally um he goes on to say i want it stadium with my fans i still do I sweep into my bag all the trophies, Grammys, too. And this is the only part of the song besides the chorus that also has that vocal distortion, that reverb on the it, reverb, too. The reverb, it's strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to me, this just says he still wants more and he's ready to perform. And, like, we, you know, we keep having that question mark of, are they pursuing the Grammy? Are they not? Do they care about it anymore after this last year's letdown? Yeah. And it seems like he's like, he still wants it. He still wants he's it. He's still calling out the Grammys. I love the honesty. Mm-hmm. I love the honesty. He fucking you know? wants it. He wants it. He mm-hmm. wants more. In the next line, he says, fame and money don't mean everything. I already know it. Mm-hmm. He's acknowledging that he knows fame and money isn't everything. But nonetheless, he still craves it. He still wants it. Yep just kind of feeds off that line before it you know he he's just being honest about what he wants Mm -hmm. and even though he knows it's not everything (laughs) the the desire is still there yeah yeah the lyrics are so similar to Augusti's give it to me here like hearing fame and money I was like fame flash (laughs) yeah like immediately went to Augusti's give it to me right and um similar themes lyrically totally those two songs yeah Yeah. where the greed is popping up here for sure yeah yeah uh he continues to say my work makes me breathe so I want more and this is like again reaffirming that this is his passion and reason for living Mm -hmm. like creating this music performing it putting it out there letting the people enjoy it and you know the process of doing it is just what he wants to do and needs to do his passion seems to still be there yeah he's still very passionate Mm -hmm. he is he is fulfilling his dreams though he is going with the what brings him joy i feel that even though you know he feels he can be a bit of a workaholic but his career really brings him joy. Yeah. 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 Again, disease themes too. So yeah. just feeling that continuity with J-Hope's lyricism himself. Uh, God, this bridge. Mm-hmm. This bridge, the bridge. Where the bridge. He says, inhale, inhale, exhale, exhale. And this is yeah. where, I mean, this is probably the time in the song where he draws out that exhale word the most. And yeah. he has that most like croaking in his throat. He's actually in this moment breathing in his work that he's just talking about this is you know where he says my work makes me breathe and so he's breathing it in he's taking a moment in the song to do that incredible yeah 
yeah. to to not only breathe but lyrically say it out loud yeah you know inhale inhale exhale mm-hmm. exhale so he's actually inhaling and exhaling at his part too you can hear him inhale and exhale you can hear him say it it's i mean there's so many meanings here and i love it me too I feel alive. Ugh. His work gives him life. Making performing music, it gives him life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring it all. I'm doing it all. And this bridge is so climactic because it really, it's so calm, but it's the calm before the storm mm-hmm. because then we get that killer chorus yeah. where he is just letting it out. Yeah. Yeah, because in this bridge is where we hear those really pretty little like seventh chords. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the fact that he has that line that you said, I feel alive after he inhales and exhales like that, that life. He has life from, you know, breathing in his work here after breathing in, literally saying, I feel alive. Yeah. Oh, God. It also sounds like he's grounding himself, Mm -hmm. too. A lot of people use breath to to gain control and to feel present in the moment. So like maybe when he's feeling out of control in his work or feeling overly pressured or anything like that, he's reminding himself, this is your joy. This is your passion. Just take a breath, inhale, exhale. And now it sounds like bring it all. I'm doing it all. Fuck. Yeah. Like, Yes, this girl. Is it. Like to ground your like he's yes. doing some meditation in the yes. middle of this. Fuck yes! Oh god, you are a genius as You're much genius as J Hope is a genius for these lyrics. Like God, yeah. I, this bridge it seems so short, but it really impacted us. You know when we first listened to yeah. it, and then when we continue to dive into the lyrics, just the the all the representations of life and breathing and his work and his passion is all summarized right here in the bridge uh, expertly so well and then he really brings us home with that rocking chorus again and with the outro which is a repetition of the intro and uh, which just tells us he's ready to keep going after this he still wants more he's still thirsty yeah he's still not enough he's still not enough damn yeah he still wants more that's that's i mean the whole theme amazing amazing so incredible i yeah i just goosebumps repetitively every single line like we were saying has meaning and almost has dual meaning yeah 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 okay so let's get into the music video (laughs) (laughs) okay so first we'll talk about the setting and in this music video we've we see a lot of parallels and a lot of army we're pointing out parallels to fight club just visually mm-hmm. so even with the lighting there's kind of this like yellowish greenish filter that's similar to a lot of what we see in fight club as well um there's this like psych wardy room like bedroom where he's at mm-hmm. um there's also connected to this like a hallway and like a hospital bed testing area examination room as well. All seems like different parts of the psych ward. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why we say psych ward is because his door is this door with like this, the like this eye slot that slides open and closed, mm-hmm. um, which is very psych wardy or like prisony, you know? Yeah. Um, you're being viewed, you're being watched, you know. Yeah um monitored at the very least and there's also in this room minimal very casual furniture like retro wood pieces and very 90s technology kind of sprinkled throughout Mm -hmm. um and then later on when we see that hospital bed it made us think of parallels to ego with him sitting in the hospital bed in both different music videos yeah yeah So for setting two, there's also this office space where there's several office workers all spread out at different desks or standing by copier machines. 
And then we also were hearing rumors and we we feel like this is the truth, but there's a Young appearance. He's one of the office workers and people are like, well, Army was saying his toes are out. He's in those shoot like flip-flop shoes, yeah. toes out. It has to be Young. 100%. There's no it one looks else just like him. who has their toes out in an office. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With the curly hair, the freshly permed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's Young. It's 100% he, Young. He made an appearance in Daydream too. Yeah. So I'm sure he was begging to be and more very cute if he was really there and he was at both music video filmings yeah Yeah. there's also this garage band space Mm -hmm. that it looks like you know kind of like a garage space because we see tools paint cans there's a washer and dryer over in the corner Mm -hmm. some of the windows kind of look like the rolling part of a garage door right so and it just makes sense for like a grunge rock band to be playing in a a garage yes like who didn't play out of their parents garage when they were starting their grunge rock band you know everybody every every band started that way i'm sure i mean bts literally recorded their first album in a garage so i think it's iconic that j-hope has a garage setting here in his like first solo debut work yeah incredible perfect but really all of the settings in here parallel straight to fight club yeah like it it's very similar to the hallways painted the same the office space is like super boring and you know like looks very very similar even some of the shots that we get of j-hope throughout the music video are reminiscent of some of the camera shots that we get in fight club definitely yeah So let's talk about the makeup and the outfits that he has. Uh, Like I said earlier, his outfits were designed by 99% Ayaz. And this outfit is like he has a white jumpsuit and a black jumpsuit. And so we see him in these two different characters throughout the music video. The black jumpsuit. I'm sorry to interrupt. It reminds (laughs) me a little bit of a Dior outfit. Just a little bit. It's not like that high end. Right. same vibes mm-hmm. same vibes <laughs> hosok in all black fuck hot yeah so hot <laughs> um and like the fact that it's the a jumpsuit also continues to evoke the feelings of a psych ward yeah um being like mentally unstable mm-hmm. um and then he's also he's either in clown shoes like in the white outfit he's wearing clown shoes that have like black and white checkerboard on them or in the black outfit he has converse on um and then the whole time he has short black hair and he pushes it back off of his forehead, which is very mature looking, but it's also so similar to his debut hairstyle. The black hair pushed back off of his forehead. Yeah, we got full forehead. Full fucking forehead. Full forehead. And Hosak has one of the better foreheads. Mm-hmm. They all have great foreheads, but man, when it's out. You once said it was the best. I did. I did. <laughs> Um, but he doesn't have it always pushed back. Sometimes the bangs come forward a little right. bit and his hair looks somewhat gelled, kind of like this greasy look to it mm-hmm. at some points. Yeah, for sure. Like at the beginning of the music video, it's kind of in his forehead a little bit mm-hmm. down on his face. But when he walks into the office, he has it like fully pushed back, oh, like yeah. forehead out. Intimidating. Yeah. As intimidating as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so for makeup, we really need to point out this Earl piercing that he has, especially, well, not especially, he only has it during the garage rock scenes. In the during white the outfit. Chorus, in the white outfit. Mm-hmm. And that Earl piercing, um, it's the, you know, that double ball piercing just at the top of the bridge of the nose right. between the eyes. Right. Oh, it's so hot. It I, is so I'm hot. I'm like, what is happening to me? God. I'm like, my inner emo self is just like coming out, you know, mm. back from 2017. Mm. It's just like reignited here. I did not know that that piercing like could be so sexy. I know. Like, God. Yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, he looks so good with it. <laughs> um, he also has his nails painted black and white. 
He has black smudgy eyeliner and eyeshadow, which gives off this illusion that he's tired or his eyes are sunken in mm-hmm. like he's slept in days. Yeah. Um, in some of the scenes, you can see that it looks like he had been crying or like mascara lines are running down his mm-hmm. face. It's super faint. It looks like maybe he quickly tried to wipe it off. Right. But you only see it at certain angles and in certain lighting. Right. But it looks like he maybe had been crying. Yeah. You know? It's like how the light reflects off of it, but you can like, y- you know how it looks and you can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also think that like that tiredness that can parallel to like the fight club, like the main character in fight club had insomnia and that's what kind of sparked his like mental break. Definitely. Um, but also going back to the lyrics of the song of him just pumping some gas and he's never running on a full tank he's yeah. just going always working always working yeah. yeah so we're gonna just generally talk about the storyline of the music video here so at the beginning we've got black jumpsuit hosak he receives a box outside his door and the key to more which has it flashes on the screen it's got mm-hmm. a black a black backdrop, mm-hmm. just the key. You see a light shine across it, and it says more on yeah. the silver key. He picks up the box, brings it in, and opens it up. And then from this point on, it seems like he becomes an outside viewer into his own delusions. You know, it's like he's looking at himself within the box. Right. You know, he's watching himself. Right. So he's watching everything that's transpiring here. Mm-hmm. And this key to more popped up in the teaser, and then it pops up here at the beginning, but it I mean, there's one other time in the video that we see a key, but it feels like, why is this right here? Mm -hmm. And so it feels like maybe everything that he's telling us and showing us in this music video is what he's representing as that key to more. Yeah. I mean, he's asking, he's saying he wants more and this is the key to it. So it seems that like, this is what, these are his answers or what he thinks leads to more. Right. Yeah. At this part of the music video, this is where he says the beginning line, yeah, I'm thirsty. And he chokes his own neck and brings his hands out away like holding his throat and uh yeah we all flipped out army was on the floor couldn't handle it my friend amber (laughs) who's a j-hope bias she's like i had to pause within the first line because he said yeah i'm thirsty (laughs) like that is just overwhelming he looks so hot i cannot he looks so hot he looks so hot but also he says it so sexy like damn he says it's yeah i'm thirsty yeah, i'm oh thirsty Fuck. Oh, no 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 okay literally fanning ourselves over here <laughs> yeah um this part too he has this really neat camera work going on it reminds me of the dna camera work with jungkook whistling yeah but it's that camera arm that pulls and goes to different angles and goes left and right down up you know all over mm. but there's this one where it goes down and his chin is up. He looks like he's sucking in air between his teeth. Mm. Um, and he looks like judging Hosok. Fuck yeah. But like emo, yes. sexy god. Like, I mean, I am just destroyed by this mm. shot of him. It yeah. is, it's so flattering on mm-hmm. him. It's almost, he's looking at us as the audience, almost like, are you ready for this? Or you're not ready for this? Like, he knows but that we're not. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. not. We're not. So then we see him walk into the office space and he looks around like a little surprised for a moment, but then he kind of wipes his chin and rubs his hands together like in anticipation. He's ready to stir shit up. Yeah. Um, He seems like he's mocking their work as he's walking through the office space and he doesn't find it important. He trips a coworker then and photocopies their face and stands on a desk and gets cheered on by the entire office. So he's like 
already like breaking this mold, breaking these people out of their, you know, like their ritual office work mm-hmm. and just He's saying, look at me. shit up. Yeah. yeah. Causing some mayhem. Yeah. He causes mayhem. Mm-hmm. Seems like the office space could reflect how he feels about his own work sometimes and that it's, you know, can be mundane or boring or the same thing over and over. And in this delusion, he's saying to hell with it. You yeah. know, like he's going in and changing it up. Yeah. Breaking the status quo. 100%. I just find him so, I mean, yeah, to be so attractive. When he turns the corner and he's walking straight towards the camera, this is like really when you can appreciate that full forehead. Mm-hmm. And he has this one, I mean, this one line delivery where he's super snarly. You can see like his whole, like his teeth and his mouth and his nose scrunched up. His neck is straining. God. Yeah. Oh, it's so hot. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, mm-hmm. tell me, you know, uh-huh. like, yeah, you shake the shit up. Mm-hmm. Damn. Oh, he goes over and sits down on the desk and picks up a pile of papers and starts tossing them around. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Again, God. full forehead looking over at us. Like, I mean, he just couldn't be sexier. And when he's saying that, he's like making someone's favorite song Ma- again and throws those papers away. Like, it's so fucking casual. Yeah. 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 God. So then from here, the camera pans over to the garage band space where he's in that white jumpsuit and he is rocking out. And we felt like this parallels to the basement of Fight Club Mm -hmm. where the fight actually goes on and they can let loose. Mm -hmm. This is him letting loose in this garage setting, screaming out this chorus. Yeah, 100%. That's his space for it. So then after the phenomenal chorus and seeing him just rock out shocked the first time we saw that just mind blown jaw yeah. on the floor uh black jumpsuit hosak then leaves the original room that like kind of psych ward room that we saw him in and wanders into the hallway um that fight club hallway and again when he first steps in the hallway he kind of looks around as if it's his first time there mm-hmm. but then right after that we see him walking on the hallway so coolly and casually super comfortable just kind of looking around so then he comes across an open door in the hallway through which he observes himself in a hospital bed getting examined by a nurse mm-hmm. so like he's watching himself get this he's he's yeah. looking in on, on himself right yeah. so again it's like that split kind of personality that split perspective that yeah him observing himself in the moment too and he looks a little bit confused but he's also kind of blank faced at the same time like Mm -hmm. not quite sure what's going on there right or it's and they don't all they also don't acknowledge him his presence um no they don't yeah and he really is just an observer looking in and i think too with like this hallway scene and like when he first walked into the office where he looks a bit shocked and he's looking around it's because it's just like he's it's this you know, kind of out of body self that he has going on here looking in. So it feels new and different, even though it's very familiar. Right. For sure. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then, uh, there's an x-ray of him that the camera pans to that's in this examination room. And this takes over the performance for a moment where we see his x-ray, you know, performing and spitting these lines this is where the the reverb is where Mm -hmm. he's like i want a stadium with my fans and Mm -hmm. um you know it's just that that part where he's like he's literally being transparent with us with this x-ray he's showing us like himself to the core with this x-ray we were just talking about how honest he was Mm -hmm. you know and in x-ray there's no hiding anything there right and he's delivering those lines here yeah wow i hadn't did you say that before? Or did you just um, I now thought come about to it that? earlier. I wrote it down lower in the doc, but it makes sense to say here. So yeah. yeah, he's not hiding it. He's not hiding it. I mean, he's fully he transparent here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 
So then the camera pans from the hospital room back through the office and the psych room where J-Hope and the office workers were frozen in time. Mm -hmm. They're just frozen in time. And then the camera comes into the garage band room with white jumpsuit Hosok and the band are all frozen in time as well. And then when the chorus hits, this sharp sharp blast that's like Mm -hmm. um, suspended in the air crashes to the floor as J-Hope and the band rage yeah they fucking rage yeah i love that moment because like i mean that time being suspended goes so much along with that production too that like Mm -hmm. it's really building the anticipation and to see the glass crash to the floor but also it's like j-hope himself he crashes his body to the floor like he's like jumps down and like you know like you really feel that the beat drop the guitar riff drop it's just everything yeah. it's visual it's musical yeah. yeah it really builds the anticipation yeah. and then you get that big boom with the chorus and hello talk about a jack-in-the-box yeah you know the jack the pop. popping out fuck yeah yeah oh my gosh there's just so many layers um like every <laughs> he thought about every aspect of every this. detail mm-hmm. every detail he works so hard he yeah. works so hard it shows yeah. it shows um, I just have to fangirl about, you know, this is where we get a lot of really close-up shots, this mm. like last course here mm. of J Hope, and you see that Earl piercing, and I swear his smoky eye, or not I guess it's not really smoky eye, but like that smudgy eye right. looks even heavier. Mm. And it's, he is it's fully out over his whole like eye socket. Yeah, the way this is just like he looks so in his element. Mm-hmm. He says he's in his element. The way that he pulls on the cord of the, yeah. the mic and he's crouched over and he's just like falling into mm. himself all around the room feeling the music but you know kind of dancing i mean it's just like he looks like a pro like he's been in a rock band his whole life right you know it doesn't seem like unfamiliar territory mm-hmm. to him mm. but boy we've never seen him like this before no and we've never he, seen him hotter either no God he, damn. he looks so hot the close-up <laughs> shots the piercings the makeup mm. the way he's moving his body the way he's delivering the lines yeah his voice so hot it's all hot it's it, everything like there's a reason army is thirsty thirsty i mean we've been talking about like delusion but he makes us delusional here right. like i'm going fucking crazy our sanity is gone, <laughs> gone. it's gone <laughs> I've, it's, I've lost it <laughs> literally i mean i just can't get over it i cannot yeah. he yeah. he does it so well and he, like you said he's so in his element but it makes me think back to the lyrics of like his criteria for music mm-hmm. make it move and he is moving to this like yeah. man that has to be his number one criteria because that's why he's so in his element that's got to be it he has to move to this he and he knows to how to move to it. You're right. God, J-Hope. Uh, yes. He's so amazing. He really is. So after this incredible final chorus, the music video finishes with him in his room with that that sofa, the psych ward room, and he is looking into the box, which shows a diorama of the, you know, three different scenes that we've seen of the of the psych ward room, the hallway, the office space, even that garage band mm-hmm. room. And he's acting like he's kind of contemplating what he's just watched. And he kind of looks pleased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's thinking, you know, he puts his hand on his chin, he cocks his head to the side, kind of thinking like, should I do that? Mm-hmm. I kind of like that, you know, and he seems satisfied but still a little unsure because then you see him close the box up again right um thinking like should he let the jack out of the box yeah. you know this yeah. this kind of crazier side to himself right. where he's really just letting loose and not playing by the rules mm-hmm. god 
And yeah. he really let the jack out of the box for this song. Yes, he did. So I'm excited for the rest of the album yeah. just from seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some common symbols and themes that we saw throughout the music video before we wrap it up. So that key, we saw it at, right at the beginning of the video, and then we saw it about halfway through in that frozen still where time was suspended. And this is when we we float through the psych ward room with black jumpsuit Hosok frozen as well. And in the shot, we see the key floating in the middle and then kind of like the cord of the airbuds are kind of near it. So if you haven't spotted the key, it's in that area. We also, so we see some like airbuds or some earbuds to listen to music. We see three books. We see a cup of coffee. We see a piece of toast, just all kind of suspended in this area around him. Yeah. And we felt like these items are common items or elements that he uses to produce music when he's making music like yeah. these are the this is the key to his success the yeah. key elements to his success you know where we think about like he's pumping up some gas like even a disease talking about caffeine like he's got that cup of coffee to keep him going he's got his earbuds to listen and play back to different beats and tunes mm -hmm. he's got bread to fuel himself but i just love that there's three books yeah because he really talks about double underlining highlighting the key mm. component of like self-taught and learning how he's that, that's always how learning. he's gotten here that's yeah. how he's created great music is by teaching himself yeah and learning it yeah this is just a, a snapshot of the grind it's a yeah, yeah yeah for sure i picture that these are these are elements that he continuously has when he's writing music for sure it's the key to his success yeah so let's talk about the gesture so we see him in this gesture hat for a moment in the psych room. Mm -hmm. So like it, we see two of him there and we see the one kind of hanging out in the corner and he looks really kind of creepy. Super creepy. But then we also get this robotic gesture hat that is hooked up to a machine in the hospital room that we see. And we're kind of curious, like, what is it measuring? Right. Because you can see it over um, on the screen. But we just wanted to talk about gestures and their roles. They're commonly known for flipping people's worlds upside down, creating illusions and changing perspective. We also see comedians as this role in society or yeah. the fools of society. Right. Comedians are kind of like that modern day yeah. gesture. Yeah. But they give us such a different perspective on the normal day to day mm -hmm. life. You know, mm -hmm. what seems normal to us and we don't question it. They flip it. Right. And they, you know, give you this different take on it because of their illusions or mm -hmm. you know play you know i think of luna lovegood playing the you know kind of the fool in harry yeah. potter and how she kind of brings this different perspective right and I think that's what makes her so smart and right. clever yeah super clever and makes people look at things in a different way yeah um they also entertain a wide variety of skills they you know they they joke, they do magic tricks, juggling, acrobatics, singing, dancing. Gestures also often weren't taken seriously. So it's like, you know, it makes us think, well, his question, will he be taken seriously as a solo artist, as J-Hope of BTS instead of coming as the full group BTS? Right. Um, and it, again, makes us think about him being a jack of all trades. He really is. He really is. We talk about what he has, the skills he surmised over his 11-year journey of singing, dancing songwriting rapping writing producing everything leadership what he does is what he's collected and he really is a jack of all trades he is as well as being that jack in a box yeah 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 um i really feel like this gesture is representative of that entertainer personality that we really think of j-hope when we think about who he is on stage and mm -hmm. how he performs yeah 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 really holding our attention yeah 
So another really prominent theme in this music video, because of all of the Fight Club and because of the Salvador Dali connections with the um, when he uses that in the lyrics, um, paranoia and delusion really come up. So like when he's standing on top of that desk in the office with his arms spread being cheered on, that feels like a very like delusional moment of like delusions of grandeur, you know, yes, of thinking yes. that you're like larger in life and you deserve all of this, like these people cheering for you because you you know, bullied some people in the office, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. Um, and even like when entering the office for the first time, he kind of s scans the space as if he's seeing it for the first time. Like we said, giving that a little bit confused feeling, but that's like that paranoia, like mm -hmm. where am I? What's going on? That paranoid kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And that paranoia confusion, again, it's just like seeing himself from just like a different perspective, you know, because of this more, paranoia delusional like not fully you know aware and awake yeah and then like like that x-ray that we see when he mentions dolly he's getting x-rayed and the x-ray skull really is reminiscent of a painting by salvador dolly called ballerina in a death's head um where you there's like a skull and there's a ballerina kind of painted superimposed into it and uh so we we wanted to do a little bit more looking into what this painting represents because he both mentioned the artist and then represented it visually so yeah. this painting is an example of dolly's paranoic critical method which he developed in the early 1930s and this artistic method is meant to link the aspect of paranoia that he was interested in and he wanted to look at the brain's ability to perceive links between things that are not rationally linked like a skull and a ballerina mm -hmm. where he was able to merge them into one image um, so kind of employing this method his purpose of employing this method when creating art is to use it as a creative process to visualize images in the work and incorporate them into the final product things that aren't there but kind of like literally give into delusion that's not there and yeah. create that into your work yeah um an example of the resulting work is a double image or multiple image in which an ambiguous image can be interpreted in different ways and i just feel like that interpretation of dolly's work is so represented in all of the layers of meaning that we've gotten out of his lyrics and out of this music video yeah. where it can be it's a double image or a multiple image that can be interpreted in so many ways he's telling us so much in every single aspect of this this song yeah and i just think that's true art when you can interpret it in many different ways and every interpretation is fair game yeah you know and i feel that's i feel that strongly that all of more is that like yeah. it's so multifaceted that I think you can go wherever you want with it. Yeah. And I think that really leads us into the box. For sure. Because we felt like we got so much from the box that it could mean so many different things. You know, we see him both inside and outside the box. There at the ending scene, we really, it clarifies that he is looking in on himself, mm -hmm. um, being introspective about this other side of him or trialing this other side of him without it being like, reality mm -hmm. you know quite yet you know are we calling this j-hope jack you right know? like is it, it a totally alternative ego yeah like does he have an alternative ego yeah and is it jack you know yeah. this is jack who's showing up you know we don't know yeah i mean 
kind of in a funny way but when we were watching this we were like this is not fucking this is not hobie you cannot call him hobie we cannot call there him is hobie. no cutesiness that goes with this you can't even just say j-hope and you know a lot of army will joke that when he comes to the united states they'll call him jay because of his attitude and, and his swagger, sex appeal yeah. and yeah but we're like this isn't even jay this is beyond jay yeah, you know does jack fit this rock element mm-hmm. i don't know yeah oh my gosh yeah but yeah totally but we also thought like with the box that it could represent he's being put in a box by being this hopeful member mm-hmm. you know having this more upbeat celebratory funk music you know before his solo music that was what he was yeah and he was put into a box with that and not really you know maybe not able to explore this other side mm-hmm. of him that he's now able to do with his solo music yeah. but also we thought the box could represent that he's been hiding this part of himself in a box that yeah. he's been putting it away and that he's you know been he's had this darker edge to himself but he's just kept it hidden yeah and to see him here at the end of the music video too to be like really be question you know looking at it and be like hmm kind of like it do i want to let it out yeah yeah to some degree he put himself inside that you know happy joyful box he's talked about how when he took on the stage name j-hope he really went on a personal journey to become hopeful and he really started to embody his name and his name really became who he is Mm -hmm. so to some degree he put himself and his music and what he wants to express into that box and those limitations on himself he took the name to heart he he really did yeah and so you know him being able to open it up i love the interpretation of either him boxing up those darker feelings and keeping them in the box Mm -hmm. or him getting himself outside of the box of those happy joyful feelings i think it could go either way both ways Mm -hmm. and it could mean even more than that yeah even more i mean i think that like he probably has ways that he thinks about it and i think that any interpretations that fans have that are different from his i think that he would love to see that and to hear that that we're getting so much out of it yeah um also i feel like that chorus when he delivers the chorus it sounds like he's like opening the box and letting it all out so it's like like you said earlier when that jack-in-the-box pops out Mm -hmm. that's like that opening um so you know kind of harkens back to him letting it loose letting that dark side out out. yeah Mm yeah yeah we just absolutely love love the song and the music video every element we're addicted addicted i can't stop (laughs) listening to it i'm like on this rap rock genre kick because of it um i have nothing but praise for him he really delivered an amazing song for Mm -hmm. us and he put so much hard work and detail into it it really shows yeah really shows yep after the song like we were already very excited for the song and for the album but now our anticipation is absolutely through the roof we cannot wait for the 15th for his album to drop and we cannot wait to see him perform it live i can't believe it yeah yeah i'm happy for him i'm happy happy for for army and uh i'm just happy to see this this side of him yeah Yes. Thank you, J-Hope, for showing us this side of yourself and for giving us this incredible song. Yeah. Love it so much. Thank you. Yeah. So on that note, 
We want to also extend a special thanks to our VIP Iconics. Um, thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon, but especially to Eileen, Michelle, Deja, Meg, Rachel, Robin, Emily, Madison, and Holly. And Eileen, hope you had an amazing time in New York. Yes, Eileen, you were here in the U.S. Yes. Hope you enjoyed your time. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Write us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or really wherever you listen. It means so much. And it, it really makes people who don't know the show want to listen to the show when they see your honest thoughts and feedback about it you can also reach out to us on instagram or on twitter we're standing bts podcast wherever uh we love to hear from you and of course you can find links for all of those things in the description thanks for listening and thanks for standing bts 